Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number six. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, a production of GSPN.TV. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Tonight we're going to be discussing Season 5, Episode 5, titled Mirror, Mirror. All right, Stephanie. So I was not looking forward to this episode last week. No, you were not. You thought it was going to be all flashbacks. Nothing. I said, no, they're going to use the flashbacks to tell the story and move the story further. That is exactly what you said. And I want to say that they did as good of a job as they could do with what they had intended to do. So I I like how it was written. I still... Don't think that I really learned a whole lot of information that I that would have been absolutely necessary. Although it's good to have, or or that couldn't have come up without flashbacks. Okay. I I would have loved to have not seen the flashback of her, of of Brie going and 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 falling back into whatever, but instead just having that hit me as a bombshell in the same way that it did Orson. Say that again. Okay. I almost. Having not known before Orson did that she had fallen back into drinking. Exactly. Okay. And then see what I'm saying is that, you know, okay. Flashbacks are really awesome and lost. Okay. They really are. And flashbacks work in a lot of other shows. But Desperate Housewives, in my opinion, even though they moved forward five years. And yes, we do want to know what's going on. I really believe that the that Desperate Housewives for me isn't that type of show that that benefits well from let's find out what happened in a flashback. Instead, I really believe that everything they still that that they told everything they told us in the story tonight could have all happened in one of the everyday, ordinary, totally awesome episodes that they typically give us in, in that go in a certain fashion. Of Desperate Housewives without okay. the flashbacks. Okay. I think it just could have That's been told. Fine. But I, I'm not, I'll, I just say that to say that I'm not a huge fan of flashbacks in a show like this. Okay. That's all. That's fine. It's a personal preference. That's fine. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I enjoyed the episode. Good. Tell us what you enjoyed about it. Everything. All right. I, I really did. I, I enjoyed the, the whole thing. I was looking forward to the episode. So I think that that helped. And was, I really enjoyed seeing Gabby smack her doctor. <laughs> that was great. That's something they couldn't have told in just, in a storyline. This that, is that true. Had, that had, you know. So anyway, I liked seeing them for what they were. Okay. You know, knowing that, well, let, let's talk about your notes and then I can share. Okay. Yeah. I, I do want to point out Otherwise, that... Otherwise, I'm just going to be jumping all over the place. All right. Beth in the chat room d- did say that the flashback fr- fa- flashbacks from Mary Alice uh, and the... What'd she say? And the mom of, of the, the weird, weird kid, kid were good. Yeah, I agree. It, th- there was some good flashbacks. I just... I didn't know that... I, I guess I just wasn't looking forward to it. Although... I don't think she's talking about this episode. 
No, she's talking about my feelings of flashbacks in Desperate Housewives as okay. a whole, as a show. But have you seen any flashbacks yet? Other than this episode? In season one, didn't they have some flashbacks of back when he was a kid and stuff like that? Okay. I, I have a hard time remembering what you've seen now and what you haven't. So whatever. All right. Moving right along. All right. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about it. I After after watching the episode, I was pleasantly surprised and I really liked how they wove the story. They, mm-hmm. I did like how they showed us the party. Yeah. They give us a couple lines of the party of certain people. And like, then go back in the day. Exactly. I really liked it. And you know what? One of my favorite parts of the episode was how they showed you where they showed you Susan opening the door and saying, welcome to the party. Mm-hmm. And then they went back and showed you like what she was doing right before she opened the door and how the Lynette and Tom thing. And they're like, hey, or Tom's like, hey, you ready to party? And then they go into what what Brie. Brie and Orson are going through. So I really liked the way that they they told the story. Exactly. And and how exactly. I liked so. how they they wove that all in together and, and why everybody's in this cranky mood right. and, and stuff like that. So. Yes, let's go ahead uh, and break down the episode, talk about our thoughts. We want to mention that we are recording this live uh, in front of an internet audience. The telephone number is up on the website there. So for anybody who is in the chat room, you're welcome to give us a call. We won't answer the line until we confirm in the chat room who's on the line. But if anybody wants to call in and let us know that you're on the line and we will take your calls during this episode. Anyway, Stephanie... We took some wonderful notes here and I don't want to take credit for them. I didn't take them. Okay. A couple of times I nudged you and make sure you wrote something down. Yes, you did. I'm not going to take notes for take credit for your notes. You did those. Well, anyway, if anybody's interested after you listen to this, if you want to see the notes that we are using, you can go to gspn.tv slash forum. And in the Desperate Housewives section, it is listed season five, episode episode five, mirror, mirror, show notes for podcast episode number six. Mirror, mirror. All Surprise party for Mrs. McCluskey. Yes. That's where we start this thing off. That's where we start. And that's what ends this whole thing. And I loved it. Yeah. Dave is definitely one of my favorite characters on the show. Really? Not because I like Dave. Right. But I like He's what He's well written. Exactly. And and the the actor portrays him well as as well. He's a Benjamin Linus in this episode in the show. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. And so for those of you who aren't aware that's a reference to the TV show Lost. Right. So, do you want to I mean, how do you want to You've got all these great notes. Do you want to just start well, at the beginning and work our way down, or you know what? There's there really my is head no is still like reeling from from watching it. So. There's no written rule how we have to do this thing. This is a generally speaking production network. So I could just jump right into it and say, "Hot damn, hallelujah! I got my period." <laughs> you sure can, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> that is funny. Let's go ahead and talk about Gabby and Carlos. All right. So first of all, she is upset. Starts off, she's missing her, the visit of her monthly fr- or her monthly visit of her friend, right? Which is how she tells little um, Juanita. Juanita, thank you very much. And I love how she said, "Mommy's got a lot of praying to do." I did. That, that was that was funny. Um, I know, I, I know, I know a wife of mine, and I'm not going to mention any names. You have more than one. <laughs> but I have this wife that I've heard this that, that like 
I'm late, you know. And, yeah. And so I, it, I, it's we've had those scares here before. And one of those scares ended in a very beautiful child. <laughs> Absolutely. It who did. is now very funny and thinks that um, she should get away with everything because God gave her an extra shot of cuteness. <laughs> that was an awesome story. That one will have to go so, into the full time mom it, it podcast. Will. It'll go in there this week. Yeah. But um, over at full time mom dot com. Thank you. There you go. So I, I can re I can relate to that. And it was so funny because she says she, you know, her monthly friend is, is the one that keeps, you know, talking to Juanita says it's, it keeps you from getting a brother or sister. And she goes, but I want a baby brother or sister. And she's like, I don't care. I can relate to that with my own kids because my kids still want um, another sibling and I'm no longer able to have or to give them any more siblings. And so I, I get that. Right. When you're feeling that you have more than you can handle already, mm-hmm. the last thing you want is the surprise pregnancy. Exactly. Which, of course, is what the first flashback in this episode is. Yeah. It is, of course, Gabby seeing the doctor. Which was hilarious. And he slaps her. Or she slaps <laughs> him. <laughs> which was hilarious. He says, this is a miracle. And she goes, this isn't a miracle. It's a disaster. Exactly. And then, of course, she did slap him again after he says that it might possibly be twins. (laughs) That was good. Your beta numbers are really high. And then, of course, uh, I like the you fertile freak. That was Uh, good. That was a good uh, nickname for. They've been giving Gabby a lot of really good lines. Really good, like one liners. They have. Really writing her a good sense of humor. I don't really remember it being that. I don't know. Maybe she was just all uptight before mm-hmm. but uh i don't remember her having that that good of a sense of humor right well caroline in the chat room says that she likes how she was open-minded at the end so basically right. what we learn is that um carlos is very much opposed because of his faith you know he's they're catholic and the catholic church is completely opposed to any form of birth control in any way, shape, or form, and he's very devout in in that that belief, and and so therefore, uh, when he was supposedly supposed to have gone and got a vasectomy, we learn that he indeed did not have a vasectomy, and that came out as they were walking to the party, and which is why, you know, we we get the uh, you know the 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 blow up at the party that, right. that we, you know, what's going to tear me apart. Another 10 pound baby shooting out of my hoo-ha. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That's what's going to tear me apart. But I love, I do like that. Uh, Carolyn that was great. Carolyn says she likes how they, that she had an open mind at the end. And I really do like that. You know, she says, listen, you know, we'll, we'll move forward. But as far as I'm concerned, we're double bagging it until we both decide it's right. <laughs> double bagging it. That was, <laughs> See, she's got some funny. I mean, they really. I really like what they've done with their relationship mm-hmm. and and their characters. Um, it, it's been so much fun. It has and really relatable. That mm-hmm. yeah, that's all. Especially for you. I mean, we've yeah. we've been there, and so yeah, I do like how she she did open up at the You're end. You're not blind. <laughs> what? Oh, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um. What? One more thing about. About just about the episode in Gabby and Carlos is that when she came home from the doctor the second time mm-hmm. she was pregnant and he's holding the baby and you're like you better put that baby down because I need it something it's gonna be you um, 
that obviously clearly was not a real baby. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You Even don't. like it was like folded in half. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was funny. The the one thing I wanted to pull point out is that you said some. Well, they pointed out two things. Uh, there is one other thing. They they said, well, we can't afford another kid. Mm-hmm. And I I just I just want to say that you know that was definitely a, a major concern of ours for the longest time. And I want to just say that for the most part, it just never seems that you're ever going to be financially prepared to have a child. And well, I think that's the truth. If you are waiting. At- Okay, this is what I found in, in our case is that if you're if we were waiting until we were financially stable was one of the phrases that we used or financially ready or you know whatever to have a baby, we still wouldn't have kids. That's right. You know? And and Sometime, Carlos said, Carlos said we somehow we make it. Yeah. You know, somehow we always make it. It, because I think bringing a child into your life, it is a miracle and it is a blessing. And when you have that child in your life, it really does help you to realign priorities and see money is not really the issue. It's the priorities of your life and your principles and values. And and when you have those in order, then you find a way to be a little bit uh, uh, better stewards of the money right. that you do in resources that you have. And so that was, I mean, all three times that we had children, that was a major concern. And, and you know what? Look at us. We're still making it. And, and you know, God's providing for us all the time. And Absolutely. I just think that's awesome. And I loved how they bring in, I mean, I know that, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a cheesy, just sideline kind of faith that they're showing here. But at least, you know, he's talking about his, his, his beliefs and, right. and their Catholic faith. I love that, you know, although she was joking somewhat, but it, mommy's got a lot of praying. I like that they're showing that, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're showing. And, and of course, that's one of the things that drew me in last season was I really enjoyed the episode where Lynette wanted to right. visit a local church or two and try to see what this faith thing's all about. That that episode is the one that cooked me. That was a great that, episode. That was, that was good- they, at Mark, what is his name? Mark Cherry? Mark Cherry. Mark Cherry reeled me in on that yeah, one. Yeah, that was really so good. So Mark, uh, congrats to you. And I know he's probably listening to the Desperate Housewives fan <laughs> podcast. And so just want to say, I love it. And by the way, I started listening to his podcast. Yes, you did. And that was at the uh, suggestion of one of our uh, members in the forum. Let me just give credit to where credit's due. It was uh, Melissa, a.k.a. Office Princess. And she's like, uh, after listening to some of your speculations and predictions about what is to come in this season, I would strongly recommend you check out the ABC official podcast for this show. I usually find the ABC podcast cheesy and (laughs) full of lame teasers, but I found this one pretty good. It's a short podcast, so I've gone back and listened to all three of the ones that are there for this season. Um, let's see. And there's talk about how they made Eva Longoria look frumpy. And so, um, Melissa, thank you very much. And I did. I went back and also subscribed and listened. And I learned quite a bit. As a matter of fact, I learned that Mark Cherry is the creator and executive producer of the show. And I got to hear a little <laughs> bit about, you know, what goes on into his mind. And and I loved he actually apologized if anybody was offended in one of the scenes. Really? Yes. And it's like, I, you know, they had to kind of twist, you know, they had to kind of talk me into this one. And th- you know what? I really, listening to his podcast, I really connected with this guy. It's like, you know what? I understand the storyline. I understand it must be this. He goes, I, you know, and, and he and he kind of just shares his angst 
if you will, right. of of what goes into this. Well, I'll have to check. I'll have to check them out now. Um, I love how we were in the we were in the car today on a family outing, and Cliff says, "So, do you know who Mark Cherry is?" <laughs> <laughs> which I found funny because I've watched Desperate Housewives from the beginning, minus season two, which I'm getting ready to watch with Cliff over over the hiatus. Um, the winter hiatus we're going to try to fit some of it in but um so i found that humorous that i don't know i just assumed that you knew who he was i'm still you know what i i don't think i know any of the actor actors or actresses names other than eva longoria parker (laughs) (laughs) you you make sure that i remember the parker at the end every time i say her name but uh, you know i'm getting there yeah i I, i'm brand new i'm a brand new viewer because i think that it's i I just really admire the fact that she took her husband's name. She yeah. just got married last year and so many, you know, they're they're known by that name mm-hmm. that is their that is their stage name and um I just really admire the fact that she took her husband's name. So. I I admire that as well. And I I'm glad you pointed out to me every time I leave off the Parker because I shouldn't because just like it should be Brie Vandekamp Hodge no, um, it should be just Brie Hodge. Brie Hodge, but right. that, no, that's not true. I, I I can understand the Vandy Camp being in there because okay. that's what she became known as as a public figure, and I think there's some branding recognition kind of stuff going on. Although Orson did have a good point in the branding was this is brand new. You know, everybody knows you locally, but now right. you're going nationwide. It's like you have a chance to rebrand yourself. Everyone that knows her on that street. Knows that, or in the community, or in the community, knows that she was Brie Vandekamp. Her husband died. She got remarried, became Brie Hodge. He went to prison. She got embarrassed and became Brie Vandekamp again. She, she, I don't, I don't buy it. She's got to drop the name. Now I don't know where Beth, Beth might have to post uh, some kind of official source to this story in our uh, show notes section in the forum. Uh, But she is saying Mark Cherry was unemployed, living in his mom's basement, watching talk shows all day. And that's how he came up with Desperate Housewives. I've heard that in an interview also. I can't state where from, but. Beth says, I am the the official source. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's where I saw it too was The View. Okay, very cool. Which I don't watch anymore, but that's for a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One hopefully I'm not a part of. I don't yeah. think you would be. But um, no, yeah, I've heard that. And a lot of, not a lot, but some of the things that, that come out in the show are actually things that have happened in his in his childhood or, or in his life. And the again, the one that I really, really want to share, I can't because you haven't seen it yet. Okay, well... Eventually, we'll get there. If you there. just get around to finishing season one, I could just go. That would be and nice. I want to see the rest of season I one. I know. So let me just say uh, two other things uh, on Gabby and Carlos. One of the other, th- first of all, one of the other things that I gathered or gained insight from, and Melissa alluded to it in her post in the forum, was about the frumpiness of Gabby. Mm-hmm. All right, and Eva Longoria Parker playing that role. One of the things that I've learned from the podcast was that Yvonne Longoria Parker absolutely loves to play this character, this role, because it's the first time ever she's been allowed to play a role where she's not the sexy right. supermodel girl. I really like that. I like that she I likes do. that as well. And they had to go through they, they their first she's attempt. It's not just on TV with no makeup on. Right. 
the first attempt for them to make her look frumpy was their thought was, well, we'll just make her go on the set with no makeup. And they said that that just failed miserably because she just looked like this beautiful 28-year-old girl. Right. And it's like it didn't work. So they have to go through to make her look this she way. She goes through a lot of makeup. She goes through a lot of makeup. And they purposely put like almost bruised eyes, circles around her eyes just to make her look that way. Which anyway, she, she so anyway, she likes that. Yeah. She likes I, the I'm role. Glad that she, I'm glad that she likes that role because it's really good and, and she's doing very well playing it. Right now, and this is the last thing on Gabby and Carlos that I have, and then we'll move on to somebody else. You last week in episode number five of the of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast said that one of the things that you would like to see and it would totally take this into un uh, into daytime soap opera territory would be what? Carlos to get a sight back. Exactly. One of those only in a soap opera kind of miracles. Right. And you even used the word miracle. I did. And tonight, I don't know. I didn't take note and did not count how many times they said the word miracle. miracle. But I'd say it was probably close to about 10 different times the, the word miracle came up. Yeah. And they kept saying, and I'm just hoping for one more miracle. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the next miracle they get is not a child, not a son, but sight, but his sight. And that would be very interesting. And that would mark. We we want some credit there. <laughs> That's all we're saying. All right. I love how you, you claim that as your own. We. Oh, OK. <laughs> just credit. Des- I said it. Dis- just credit. Desperate Housewives podcast dot com. Episode five. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Yeah, I do. I do want to see Carlos get his get his sight back. Very cool. Yeah. Anything can happen. All right. So welcome On to TV. the party is what Susan says. Welcome to the party. <laughs> exactly. And so what led up to le- welcome to the party? It was the whole discussion of her and rebound guy. I love that you call him that. Yeah. And I think that he is so stupid to think that this relationship is going anywhere. Seriously. He, first of all, I haven't liked his character since day one. Right. And it isn't, doesn't have anything to do with the morality of the issue at all. Right. It's because he's not Mike. Exactly. He's not Mike. I like Mike and Susan. You only get that once (laughs) in a lifetime. Ah, that was a great line. So, yeah. And and I don't like this guy. He reminds me of the uh, Mike Myers and playing Wayne in Wayne's World. Party on Garth. I mean, swing. Come on. That's all I think. Every time I see him, dude, get get a haircut that makes you that look like hilarious. somebody that's more yeah. than 22 years old. I was really I, I I was really thankful that we got the flashback the, the way the way that we did, because obviously we knew that she started dating this guy, blah, 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 blah. She had told Mike that we've seen him since the beginning of the season. But to know that they didn't hook up until Right after she got home from signing divorce papers, I think that that makes that puts that whole relationship in a different perspective. Yeah, and it, rebound guy could not. I mean, it that yeah. if you and look in the dictionary, bound down the street because you're gone. You exactly bounding. He's bounding. <laughs> but yeah, yes, if you dude. look in the dictionary under rebound guy, that guy's photo should be there. It should because and. I'm sorry that you fell for her, but she's clearly still in love with her husband. Absolutely. And she put him and in his place. And you are really... She, yeah. 
and he is really naive to to not have seen that mm-hmm. or stupid. Well, I think he's naive and I think he's immature. Yeah. And I think he's too young for her. Yeah. And I think that, well, she's got a true love of her life that, that she's totally needs to get back. Because you only together. get one of those in a lifetime. Right. And I love the fact. I, okay. there. I did like the scene. You know, once I got over the fact that I didn't want to see a flashback episode. Right. I think they did it well. I, I'm, I'm going to give them that. And I will say that I really enjoyed the the scene with the lawyer. I that was so beautifully it written. Was. I enjoyed seeing that. And uh, I, you know, are you ready to sign and give us a minute? And I love that she's like, "Wait a second, I I think we might, you know, I, are you sure this is the right thing?" He's like, "Hey, you're the one who called the lawyer," and he's she's like, "I think I might have made a mistake here." And, and and we can get this back. It, it, I believe this. And he's like, you know what? Let me show you. And he signs it. That, I mean, obviously we don't know what he's been through, but he obviously has been through a lot. Well, we know that they've separated. been separated for a year. And before that, they were going through, you know, a lot of hurt and trouble with the accident and obviously her guilt over those people dying. And... So he's probably had just about as much emotionally as he can take, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, it was it was sad to watch him actually sign the paper, though. It was, it was. I mean, and they they showed you. I mean, you, they showed you him write my Delfino. It was so sad. It was. Of course, I haven't. I still want to see him hook up. I I haven't seen the official <laughs> hookup yet. I know. For you. I'm still stuck in season five where she doesn't know about his his mysterious doings and stuff. One. What? You said you're still stuck in season five. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Season, season one. one. So anyway. You'll get there. So immediately following, we already talked about the fact that we yeah. learned that he is the immediate rebound guy. I mean, yes. it, you couldn't get more reboundish than he is. Yeah. And uh, of course, he's the one who starts off with. I never I you know, I don't want a relationship. Mm-hmm. And neither of them do. They talk about that. And uh, they talk about the whole next time thing, which, you know, I don't think I really need to bring any of my thoughts in on any of that. So moving right along. I love when she just tells him no and opens the door. No. When they're talking and he's like, so um, is it at the end or no, it's at the end of their scene before she opens the door and says, welcome to the party. Okay. They show her. Yeah, that's at the end where we're. that, At the end of the show where he says, so, you know, what about this? And oh. and, and she says, no. Yeah, that was at the end. No. Yeah? No. Yeah. Because at the end, he said, well, maybe we should talk about this. Is this relationship going anywhere? And she said, no. She said, can't we just keep it the same? Can't we just stay the way we've been? And he says, well, I have my answer. Right. The no was earlier when they were coming down the steps and he says, so what do you think about me moving in? She says no and opens the door immediately and says, welcome to the party. Oh. So it's not open. You're right. I even have that in my notes. Could just you like, say that one more time? Just just for Stephanie, emphasis. Hold on, everybody. Just for really clarity. Quiet. Hold, on, hold on. Stephanie, I was wrong. You were right. Thank you. There you go. You like that? I do. Put it on your calendar. It happened again. <laughs> Only right. twice, but hey, I got to keep it. All right. I like the line where she says, listen, I gave romance a try and now I'm ready. For, I'm ready for something a little more casual. Yeah. And the reason I like that is because it is clearly showing you 
with if you had any shadow of a doubt, there is nothing for her in this relationship no. with this guy. The, and I can't believe that he nothing. ever thought that there was. Right. You know? But the thing is, I don't understand is, is why she lets him tag along as much. I mean, it, because she, Susan, she is leading him on. I, I Susan's what? Codependent. Yes, she is. When we met her, she had Julie. Mm-hmm. When she didn't have Julie, she had Mike. Now she doesn't have Mike. She needs to fill that void. Yeah. I, I, and MJ's not old enough. Right. Poor Maynard. So be her her crutch like julie was when when although i don't think julie was old enough don't don't take that from me um as me saying that but she really leaned on julie as a crutch when she divorced carl but mj still clearly needs her to care for him and so it it can't happen that way right that that's where he comes in that that's why jackson is here Mm mm-hmm Caroline says that Susan's been pretty immature herself, which I, I think I've seen that since episode or since episode one of season one. Yep. She, she has been extremely immature. Um, so maybe that's why she finds Wayne. So Jackson. Yes. So appealing. <laughs> Let's talk about Tom and Lynette. Let's talk about Bree and Orson. All right, well, forget Tom and Lynette and talk about <laughs> Brian Orson. No, you can talk about Tom and Lynette. No, That's you can I want to talk about Lynette. I just want to kick Tom in the you know where. <laughs> Darn it, Lynette. Why do you have to be such a buzzkill? <laughs> Fine, I'll get you a towel. <laughs> that was awesome. I like that they even showed that one twice. I know, because that was enjoyable. The second time, you knew what was coming, and it was still good. And it was still good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was better the second time. I love his big eyes. For what? <laughs> Fine, I'll get you a towel. Love that. <laughs> that is this awesome. woman has done nothing but support his lazy rear end since day one. Does she make her own screwed up choices? Absolutely. But what woman on this show doesn't? But that man is walking all over everyone around him. And I am so ready to shoot him in between the eyes. I would have to say that I I think it's not fair for you to even call him a man. Okay. Because I don't think You're he right. has that shown. That boy is worse than his twins. That's exactly what he is. He is. He is, he is, he has been like a boy. This entire, I have not seen that. I have not seen him stand up and be a man. He has not stood up and been a husband that he needs to be. He has never stood up to be a father. I mean, there is just nothing in him that I've seen of any redeeming quality whatsoever. I'm tired of his character. Now, the thing is, is I've only seen half of season one. The, the You've last, seen more than half, but. Okay, more than half, just over half of season one. Uh, the last five episodes of season five and what we've seen the first five episodes of this season so far. Right. And then out of all of that, I've never seen one single redeeming quality in Tom. Not one. In fact, all I've seen is complete and utter disappointment. I mean, she she's raising five kids. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Seriously. Step up, be a man, take responsibility for something around you. I am so sick and tired of him. So here's the thing. If Mark Cherry is listening, you know, either redeem his character or have the, you know, the picket fence stab him in the back in the next tornado. There you go. All righty. So let's see here. Flashback. We saw that, of course, um, let's see. He almost died. Oh, yeah. We learned that he almost died and had an accident where he's working on an electrical box in the restaurant. 
police officer saves his life and says, and of course he's obviously coming back. He's having a midlife crisis, wants to rediscover himself. He 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 wants more out of his life, and he, he his his feel his biggest fear at that point was I'm gonna die lying on the floor in a pizza shop, which was his dream, from what I understand. Yeah. And from what you tell I me. I hate that you don't know that. No, I, I, I deduced that. And you've told me. I mean, yeah, I understand I'm, it. But to see it, to see it the way they played it out. I mean, and how he much wasn't, he pushed for it. Yeah. I mean, he really fought for it and he was going for it. And she gave up her dream job and everything to come along and support him. Right. And now five years later, six years later, he's bored. Yep. And that's, and that's exactly what she I'd says. I'd be running over him with his dream car. There you go. <laughs> You hear me, babe? Five years from now, do not change your dream. Because oh. I will be backing over you. No, I'm sorry, but this is completely different here. Number I one, know. you pushed me into this dream. I did. <laughs> Number one, it's episode 150 of My Crazy Life over at MyCrazyLifePodcast.com. Yeah. You want to know for sure. And I don't know. But anyway, that, was there's kidding. no correlation between myself and Tom. I was just kidding. I just want to set just the right joke. Well, some people are tuning in for their first or second time of this podcast. But you podcast. didn't give me a chance to okay. set myself straight. There you go. So anyway, um, yeah, Tom is. Mm-hmm. Bleep. All right, moving along. <laughs> All right, so I'm a I'm about to blow your mind. I like don't do that. I like the way my mind is, just the way it is. Yeah, talking about taking the kids out of school for a year, going on a road trip. Oh, by the way, I sold. I, I took an offer on a on selling the restaurant today. Oh, and I know I've never mentioned it to you, but I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Exactly. What a yeah. I wish I knew Morse code. I'd tap it out in Morse code. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That would be funny. I promised my husband when we were watching this episode that I would not use any curse words to describe Tom. Although we could think of a bunch. Although I could think of a bunch. Yes. Bree and Orson, Stephanie. Bree and Orson. Can you do something for me? What's that? Could you add another E to Bree? In next week's show notes. Yeah, why is it B R E E? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I'm just, until until Desperate Housewives, I've ne- I'd never heard the name Brie before in my life. Me neither, except for cheese, which is, is not spelled that way. Okay, so, so anyway, cut me some slack. No, I, I will. I at least you ask me to change it next week. So yeah, all right. Just next week. Anyway, um, Brie and Orson. I I really liked this backstory. I loved his going away party and how everyone was all lighthearted about it. And he was trying to have a good time, but she was really feeling the weight of of what was coming. Mm-hmm. I did like that. It was a funny scene. It really was. I, I like, I like uh, what's their son, Andrew? Andrew. <laughs> He's like, I love Andrew. He's a great character. <laughs> I wish we'd see him more this season than, than we are, but... Um, so I I like Andrew and then he you know the 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 neighbors what are their Sam is it Sam I don't remember their names right now but uh, the so, gay couple yeah the gay couple I I like the I was trying to call them by name right instead but I can't remember them right now and um, so they just had some playing playful banter going on and. Yeah. 
she didn't want any part of that. I just love it. Like, listen, you don't want to be talking about the fest of brunch at the, in yeah. prison. That's <laughs> like, asking for a husband. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. So and then we find out that that Bree started Bree started drinking. And Which I learned it was again. So I yes, didn't know that until tonight. Yes, you just learned that it was again. And, and I have a newfound respect for Catherine. Yes. Now in this episode. A, a matter of fact, I really did not like her at all and and thought she was being a little petty in in her not being included and in mm-hmm. all that stuff in the recipes and in the book. And, you know, I mean, not not petty petty. But wow, how but, wrong was Brie? Yeah, Brie now. would have lost all of this had it not been for oh my Catherine's gosh. help. Yeah, Brie, 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 Brie with double E. <laughs> you <laughs> have so you have so fallen from the heights that I had you on. Yes, you have. You have created your for yourself a whole new low. You should just keep her down. Okay, you should never put Brie on a height because she will always disappoint you. <laughs> She fits it. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, I am. This week, this this week's <laughs> sermon at our church was all about hypocrites, and that's where Brie falls. She falls right into that category. Yes, she does. Unfortunately, and, and of more course, times than and, not. And and, and 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 in all fairness, so do I. Absolutely, a lot so of do the I. time. So I'm not one to point out the plank in my friend or point out the speck in my friend's eye when I got my own uh, little lumber yard exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. Up around my so I I um I did like that when Bree and Orson were crossing the street and he says, well, if you're not going to tell her, I'm going to not I'm going to tell her. And no, you're not. You're not going to tell her. And yes, I am. And she's like, no, you're not. You're fired. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. I don't like that. I mean, I understand where Orson's coming from, but you and I fight a lot, and we've been married now how long? over 12 years right and not once has the d word ever come up and it never will because it's not an option it's just not something you just throw out there well it's just not an option right for us it is not an option we made that decision when when we got married we both come and anyone who's listens to us more than this podcast has heard us say that we both come from split homes um both of our my parents have been married multiple times and your mom has been married twice and it's was not an option for us. Right. So even the fact that I went into this when I was 18 years old, divorce was not, it was just, it's just not on the table. Right. I like how Orson goes to Catherine at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. and says, you know, I'll tell you what, you wait. I'll wait until you think I've earned it. And she's like, listen, <laughs> you ain't gonna last two months <laughs> working with her. You're not gonna last two months with her as your employer. Yeah, that, I I really good. like that. Um, but and then he also said you were right to tell her not to tell me. Yeah, because while he was in prison, he would have taken that guilt on himself, and mm-hmm. then they would have had to deal with that in their marriage. Also, although so. I think that Bree should have told him after the fact. Before this event. Probably. Right. Yeah. But she did come clean, which is. A, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. You know, she doesn't always come clean. Well. Sometimes she just deals with the consequences. Right. So next up, we have Dave shows up at the party. I was glad to know that um, 
Dave was the one who planned the whole party for Mrs. McCluskey. You know what? Because it just had the whole deceptive look to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, And of course, he set this up from day one to make her her setup to be, you know, hey, I, you know, she's a crazy lady. And he did a beautiful job. He really did. He really did. I mean, he 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 knew exactly what he's doing, and and so I, I yeah I, I must say beautifully written, and I liked the scene with Dave and Mrs. McCluskey in the ambulance. In the ambulance, when he says, "I'm sorry, it was you." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Listen, you know, I I didn't mean for it to turn out this way." And uh, what and and what did he say to her at the end? Hold on, I've got the notes right here, Dave. Um, you don't. Oh, I, I, he, oh, he, he's how awful. And he says, you don't know how you don't know what awful is. Mm-hmm. And he says, you, and then he says, you take care of yourself, Karen. I mean that it which was kind of nice. And, and can I say that Dave is, seems evil. He seems he, he's, but I think what we're going to find here, I've got some theories going messed through. up. I've got some theories. I think I think he's definitely got issues, emotional issues and scars, and he's not thinking clearly. I don't think he should have been released from the hospital. And the more and I may be overanalyzing this. And and if that's what I'm supposed to be doing, Mr. Mark Cherry, then you've got me overanalyzing. But I am now going back and saying I don't think that the person that died in the accident is his wife and child. Okay, and the reason why is because he is he is gung ho after a man, and that man obviously is Mike, right? And Mike didn't do anything at all. That's what I said to you when you first proposed this theory. <gasps> Wait a second, no, no, I go back, I go back, I go back. Okay, here's the deal. Nope, nope. Hold on, people. Cliff's on. lights just came back on. Exactly. Okay, here. I'm going to tell you what they haven't showed us. Okay. All right. What they have not shown us is the fact that Mike took the blame for the car accident. That's what they haven't shown us. Mike is the per and, and when it came out and it was all investigated, Susan was not behind the wheel. Mike was. Right. We already knew that. Oh, was Mike behind the wheel? Yeah. I thought Susan was driving. No. Oh, well, then I take it all back. Then, yeah. Because they showed the clip of <sighs> them leaving thinking? the... They, they showed the clip of, of her and Mike going on a date, and he opened the door, and she got in the passenger seat. All right. Well, it, I'll just completely erase everything that I just said. Okay, good. I'm just so, kidding. So, um, are we going for drinks or mammograms? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that was good. That was one. That was a, that, that, that was, was one. Are we going for drinks or mammograms? That was a good line. I, that was that was that made me laugh both times, both when I heard it and when you said it. <laughs> and I wrote it down in the show notes even. All right, Stephanie, and yes. where are we in the show notes anyway? Brian well, Orson. We Dave. are at Mrs. McCluskey comes home, she gets her bat. Oh yeah, 70th birthday party. Well, we we already talked. I mean, he he Back set it all up. Kill. Yep. Grabs her bat. And then, of course, back to the bus kill. And then we re-see the whole yep. event again. Yep. And I love that they added brand new. You want to know what's going to tear me apart, Carlos? Another 10-pound baby shooting through my hoo-ha. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you can't understand that because... I know. can't understand that. No, you can't. Babe, listen. let me tell you something. I delivered little tiny rocks through 
something or other. And why? Yeah. Kidney stones, from what I understand, from You don't have everyone, to carry your kidney stones as long. <laughs> everybody has told me kidney stones are more painful than delivering a baby. Okay. And I went natural. Were those all men? Did you hear me? <laughs> oh, wait. No, I didn't. I did have some Did you some hear coding. me? Were they all men? No, actually, I hear the women say this as well. I know. I've heard that from women also. All right. So Susan, the rebound guy, Dave said, Dave said the hoo-hoo, hot damn hallelujah. I got my period. We got that all that. That was hilarious. Uh, I think we covered everything. Wow. We did it. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, what did I One forget? One more thing. Um, Lynette and Tom, I need an adventure. And she says, this <gasps> was your adventure and now you're bored. He's like, well, I almost died. And she says, well, and I ha- I got cancer. You know, suck it up and let's move suck forward. Suck it up and let's go. Yes. He is so selfish. He wouldn't have sex with her when she was bald. She had to wear a wig. She gives up everything for his dream. Now he wants a new dream. I'm. You just totally ruined that for me. I have not seen the no sex because she's <laughs> bald. Will you catch up already, man? <laughs> you should be staying up all hours of the night to get caught up. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Tom, you're a, yeah, anyway. Okay, so that's, the that's that was, ah. yeah, anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. And we want to encourage you, if you know somebody else that loves Desperate Housewives, please tell them about our podcast. Just send, all you have to do, send them, matter of fact, why not open up an email right now, type in the names of all, in email addresses of all your friends, and in the subject line, just say, Check out this podcast. And in the email, just say, go to DesperateHousewivesPodcast.com. It'll take them right to the gspn.tv site. And uh, we would love to have some new listeners and, and tell your friends all about us. You might be asking yourself, where is episode number five? Stephanie, where is episode number five of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast? Well, it's plus member only. Explain to me what that means. Oh, I hate when you do that. It means that it is only for the people who are subscribed to gspn.tv plus membership. And And what is plus membership? You can find out more information about that by going to gspn.tv slash plus. Yes. All we'll say real right here real quick is that Stephanie and I do podcasting full time as a career. It is our job to bring you guys podcasts that are entertaining, that are educational, that are inspiring and encouraging. And this one's pretty much just on the entertaining end. <laughs> we don't do too much of the other stuff on this one. Nope. However, I do want to just stay, Stephanie. Will you tell people uh, what would happen if they go to uh, fulltimemompodcast.com? Okay. So what would if, happen? What would they find there? They would find a podcast that I do with my very best friend in the entire world, um, Sarah. And we talk about life as it relates to us as women, wives, and moms today. Very cool. Women, wives, and moms. Us. Us. Very cool. It's very much us. um, Unscripted, authentic. Um, We bring the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a challenge right here. You go to fulltimemompodcast.com. You listen to one full episode. And if you're not hooked, I'll give you your money back. 
<laughs> I'm serious, and and I say that, but but you know the truth is is that that show has uh, both women who are full time stay at home moms and women and and women who are moms that work uh, 40, 50 hours a week. Uh, it has uh, women who are not moms who have no intention of ever becoming a mom, and it also has a ton of guys that listen to it. Yeah. All of them loving it and listening to it every single week. So I encourage you to check out fulltimemompodcast.com. And we cover everything from periods to vomit to keep six and vomit is the last episode, which, yeah. Oh, goodness. You guys crack me up. And the other thing we want to just say here at the end of this podcast, and if you're tired of us self-promoting, well, you know what? That's what we got to do to keep the lights on. Uh, but anyway, you can turn us off. It's funny. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the other thing I want to say is that Stephanie and I produce a total of 19 podcasts. Seriously? You can find them all at gspn.tv. And if you go to gspn.tv on the homepage right now, you'll find out that six of our podcasts have been nominated as best podcast in six different categories over at podcastawards.com. Over at it's the 2008 People's Choice Podcast Awards. I'm voting now. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And if you <laughs> want to learn more about um, how to get information about what's going on behind the scene, we have a whole community behind our podcast here. It's not just us talking. You hear us interacting with people on in the chat room. These are people that we actually don't just know because of the chat room. We know them because we're interacting with them on a daily basis. Uh, and if you want to learn more about the community, go to gspn.tv slash about and you can learn the top 10 ways that you can participate in this community. And you know what? I'm about, you know, self-promoting out. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We would encourage your your voting for us each day between now and November 6th. All the details, gspn.tv. Until next time, Stephanie, join, join the, the community. community. Did I talk about the forum? GSPN, I don't think so. GSPN.tv slash forum. Become a plus member. GSPN.tv slash plus. I think we covered it all. I think so. <laughs> I think they're done with us now. Probably. Probably.